the player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. Failure. You take it very personally. You shame me, guys. You shame me. Am I allowed to swear on this? Tell me why I'm wrong. So I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. Prepare for total domination. I was so wrong. I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording June 12th, 2023. This is the sixth podcast of the year featuring your host, Snap Wilson, along with the bench mob, Robococo, MJ, Tolliver, and our special guest ready to discuss with us the Connecticut Sun. It's Kayla Dostan. Wait, wait, no, it's not Kayla. It's James K, the Skyhook Podcast. We're going to talk some Chicago Sky today. Welcome, James. Hey, thanks for having me, y'all. I'm excited to talk Sky basketball with you. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So uh, I did see, uh, looking at the the Skyhook uh, uh, podcast uh, Twitter feed, let me bring this up real quick. You had a poll out there about uh, checking in with Skytown. How are you all feeling about your team through 10 games? It's feeling great, cautiously optimistic, slightly worried, or I'm a mess, bruh. James, what are you? Where are you on this scale right now? I'm somewhere in between cautiously optimistic and slightly worried. Look, when I look at this team, I think they've shown so much heart this year. I know that's so cheesy to say, but this is a vibes podcast, so I'm going to go with it. Um, <laughs> they told you that. So much- <laughs> I told him that. Oh, okay. We're taking Lies. over Snap. <laughs> oh no! It's mutiny. Um, (laughs) when you just look at the sky team though there's so many people that didn't even think they would be at the 500 mark at this point in the season and i honestly thought going into this season that they would finish somewhere between five and ten just given how crazy the second tier of the WNBA is this year but i really did see the sky being a top five team in the league but before all of these injuries kind of marred the potential of what they were going to be early on in the season. So it's tough. Obviously the, the coaching staff has this team bought in, but the injuries have clearly derailed this team over the last two games when they've just looked exhausted. So it's not looking great, but maybe with these two hardship contracts coming in that maybe this guy will be able to bring the energy that we've seen from them early on in the year. I mean, Skytown has to remember last time we were injury ridden at the beginning of the season and ended at 500. The result was a championship. So <laughs> that, that will undoubtedly happen again. <laughs> for sure. The math adds up there for sure. <laughs> uh, Becky, where are you on this list anyway? Are you feeling great? Cautiously optimistic, slightly worried? Or are you a mess, bro? I'm cautiously optimistic. I go into every game going, oh, God, we're going to lose this one. Um, <laughs> and so when we win, it's great. And when we lose, it's like, well, you know. <laughs> There's eight Franklin. of them, so I think they did great. <laughs> just, just assume the worst. Well, I, yeah, I will yeah. tell you. As James said, the vibes are pretty immaculate this year, just with the people on the court. So it's a good time, even when well, we're losing. Just to let you know, James promised me some some nerdy stat stuff over DM, just so oh, yeah. I told you to do that, James. All right, uh, let's take a look, real quick look at where they are right now. Sky, of course, 5-5, five and five, as we've talked about. They are 10th in the league in offensive rating, 96.4 points per game and they are fifth in defensive rating at 99.1 uh 
we'll get to the defense, but a question that I had asked you over DM James to, to think about for this is this, this 10th in the league in offensive rating, the 96.4. If you look at the four factors, uh, I'm sure you probably know what the four factors are um, related to how they break down offense. The most noticeable thing for the sky is that they are 11th in free throw rate. And they were in the cellar for a good while uh, at 0.221. There's a couple of players uh, with low career offensive rates uh, who have been added. Marina Mabry, Courtney Williams both have uh, offensive or free throw rates in the 0.1s, you know, around 10% or whatever. Um, but two players that have been really, really off this season are Kalia Copper and Elizabeth Williams, do you think that this is this indicates a real problem? Is it just luck of the draw? Does Kevin Fahey have, you know, is he just organizing all the refs against you because he's never been forgiven for bumping into a stew? What's going on? <laughs> it's so funny. I haven't really been able to figure out what's going on with them from a free throw standpoint. That's not something that I'm not a shot doctor, but it is something that is concerning, especially when you look at some of these closer games this guy have played in. The free throws definitely jump out and they can't afford to miss free attempts at like, you know, uh, at the charity stripe here. I mean, you look at the sky's offense they're I think 10th in the league right now with 0.829 points per possession in the half court. This team is going to need to make the most of every single opportunity it gets in the half court. And yeah, the free throw late is definitely something that, it should be concerning to Sky fans, especially when they're also worst in the league at at-rim field goal percentage this year. So I know that James Wade has brought up before just about how this the Sky continue not to get the same calls as other teams. And usually I would kind of roll my eyes at that. But honestly, when you look at Kalia Copper especially, it is so weird to see someone who's considered a superstar not get some of the foul calls that other stars in the league get. And I do get some of the frustrations the Sky are having on that end, but you're totally right. I mean, I think they're even 10th in field goal, like in uh, what free throw percentage this year as well. It is, it is alarming. And if things don't trend in a different direction soon, I mean, we're talking, I mean, they're not going to be the playoff team that Sky Town wants them to be this year. Okay. Uh, Becky, I'm sure you have a litany of questions, so why don't we get started on some of them? <laughs> um, you did poach a couple of mine. A couple of mine. One is how do we fix the offense, and why can't we get foul calls? <laughs> you framed them much better, but those were those were two okay. questions of mine. Um, the first one I have on my list, which I think it might just be time for, is that uh, it just says, "Please fight snap about Kalia Copper for me." Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to. <laughs> oh, should I bring the case against? Uh, yeah, just, Snap has some to... concerns about Kalia Copper this season. Yeah, no, let's uh, hear it. All right, well, it's, you know. <laughs> and I, my co-counsel, James it, K. I'm not making up any, <laughs> I'm not making up any stats here, all right? I'm just, I'm throwing out, uh, in overall offense, uh, the the league average is zero point, what is it? Uh, I got it right here in front of me. 0. 0.897, r- roughly uh, 0.9 points per possession. She's operating at, 10 points below that 0.804. The mm-hmm. big culprit for her right now is the pick and roll ball handling, which uh, per synergy stats, 37 points 
on 65 possessions. That, that is just deeply, deeply terrible. Uh, 569. Uh, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with Kalia Copper. I just think she's doing something she's not really good at in terms of pick and roll ball handling, uh, finding her shot out of the pick and roll off the dribble. Um, I think that when she gets downhill, when somebody gets to the ball, then she's great. But if she's having to initiate it herself, she has troubles. Do you, do you, what, what would be your rebuttal to that? Absolutely. So the one thing I would, I would push back on is that I actually don't think this is something that is indicative. Like this, this 10 game sample size that we have, I don't think it's indicative of what Kalia copper can be as someone that can operate out of the pick and roll. When we look back in 2021, she is someone that had great success in that role as someone who led, I forget which team in France she played for, but she's okay. someone that they, they, the Sky had, uh, were in communication with her coach actually over there in terms of trying to get her to enhance that part of her game. And I do think this, this is more about the Sky's offense where they're still trying to figure out how to play together, where the spacing has just not been there, especially over the last few games. And they're still trying to piece this thing together and that's the case for a lot of WNBA teams. But when you look at the sky's offense, to me, I think it's less about Kalia Copper. I mean, sure, we can look at what, how she's shooting, like, you know, in from, I don't know, like mid range. I think that she hasn't been the greatest there this year, but she also is shooting 42.1% from deep on 3.8 attempts this year, which I believe would be a career high, discounting that, that first year she had in Washington. So, I do think what we've seen Kalia Copper actually elevate her offensive game. It's just that teams now she's the focal point of every team's defense. Every time they're out there on the floor and when the spacing isn't there, which it just hasn't been this year, the sky really have, I think the thing that really sticks out to me is how many shots they're taking with like less than five seconds left in the shot clock. To me, I think Kalia Copper is not this is not the person I'm really worried about when I think about this guy's offense. It's literally when they're like this, this unit, like this five person unit is just really struggling to generate points. And I think that James Wade and the coaching staff are really going to be looking at that now that they have a couple days off before this game on Thursday. So I do think Kalia copper is someone that's been productive. It's just the looks that she's gotten. They've been difficult shots to make and I really do believe she is not getting the cow- the calls that she deserves to at this point in her career. Like that has been glaring to me when I watch, um, you know, when I go back and watch Sky Tape. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, get him! Snap! <laughs> <laughs> I do think I get where you're coming from, though, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not saying she's not a good player. I'm just saying the results are, have been have been pretty barren so far. That's where I'm at with her. And look. I am a big stats guy. I lean very heavily on stats, but I even like even when I look at the eye test, like the eye test tells me this is not something that's a Kalia Copper problem. This just seems more like this team hasn't played together that much. And honestly, they seem so tired. Like, how can you have Marina use Marina Mabry as a movement shooter when 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 she's playing like 35 minutes a game? You know, like it's just it, this oh, is they- a yeah, they were dead on Sunday, uh, and that was what eighth eighth game in or what fourth game in eight days, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. For them, yeah. yeah, that was that was my reading of it. Is like, uh, yeah, we we caught them on the right day. They were exhausted. So, there's just going to be games like that, and 
But the, a team that's built b- based on their defensive energy and their defensive activity being so high, they can't afford to have games like this. And that's when losing Rebecca Gardner, losing Isabel Harrison, and even Morgan Birch, who has been such a pleasant surprise for this Sky team, despite, you know, I think she's been out since May 28th. And when she, when those, I mean, when Morgan, Morgan Birch comes back, that's going to be a huge help for this Sky offense in terms of the secondary playmaking that she's able to provide but obviously losing Rebecca Gardner I think has really thrown off this entire sky season I mean I feel I'm sorry Becky but I do feel a little worried on that end of just like if they're gonna be so tired at the end of games um, or even early on like when that energy isn't quite there and it hasn't been at some point it's like I don't really know what else they're going to be able to turn to because it is you can't just keep flipping the switch towards the end of games and making it work. I mean, that's just not a sustainable way to win games in this league. Yeah, uh, MJ, absolutely. You, uh, do you have anything? Any questions? Y'all hitting everything right now. I was going to ask him, is he fearful that uh, his team is going to get injured at some point? Because all the games I watch, they're always on the floor. Like after every drive to the bucket, like, and I'm just worried about uh, KC definitely because without her, like, what does this team really look like? Do they still have, do they, does that create an element of surprise if she was missing? But I don't really want to go into like the doom or gloom scenario, <laughs> but I just want to say, do you fear your team uh, just the way that they're playing right now? Like that, that KC and maybe Dana will get injured at some point playing like that. Cause it just reminds oh. me of Dwayne Wade, just always on the ground, Allen Iverson or somebody. <laughs> You know, I I try not to think about injuries. I try to just assess the team that's out there. But I will say yeah. that since March or what was no May twenty eighth that the Sky have played their starters more than any other team in the WNBA. Um, I think that's by like twenty minutes. You know, I mean, again, it's a small sample size, but there there's a lot of miles on this team, and when you accumulate so many miles, I mean, the car will eventually break down and. We're only 25% through the season at this point, which is bizarre to think about. But when you look at what this team wants to look like in August and September, and that's been their mantra since the start of training camp, the team that looks that we see now is not going to be the one that we see in August and September. I do wonder if that is actually going to, if there's going to be kind of a reverse in how the results that they see down the road with the sky right here. I mean, like I, I, I am very curious to see how this plays out in August when the team might be running on low from an energy standpoint, but again, hoping that the, these new players that have come in, I mean, hopefully they'll be able to provide or just give the starters just a little bit of a rest because they clearly need it after the last two games. Yeah. I think this is a, probably a concern. I think, I think that the, it's finally dawning on, fans and coaches like the the compact schedule the way that it's going to be impacting players as as a fan of a team that only plays seven regularly i i'm very much feeling that way myself Um, and i think that the energy level is also relevant to sorry bringing it back to the clea copper case just to like close out the argument Uh, (laughs) well when we talk about the one kind of stat you've been highlighting on on points per possession above average Mm -hmm. etc um that Kalia is also in the position where she is tends to be guarding the other team's best player and being guarded mm-hmm. by the team's best defensive player, um, which isn't reflected in there. So the amount of energy she's expending and then also requiring the other team to expend. Um, I'm just putting out the results. 
<laughs> There's no. But context. that's just one number. It's just one number. Ke- Kevin Fahey's plans, uh, evil plans against the <laughs> Chicago Sky, are not not factored into the statistics. <laughs> Throwing it out there, uh, James. I, I, we eventually are going. We're probably going to talk a little bit about everybody, but I wanted to to address one particular player in uh, in particular, uh, sure. who is the most fascinating story to me about the Chicago Sky, and that is the Alana Sants. Alana <laughs> Smith. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I want. I want you to give give us give us like how are you how are you feeling about her? Like uh, what 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 is going through your head when you see her play out there? It's so funny. Am also am I allowed to swear on this? Yes. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> that, that makes it yeah. so much easier for me. Because you um, did. You guys were going off on your podcast too. You said I had to put the mother in the. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Mother, father. Yeah, mother, <laughs> father. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I caught some shit from people when I went on my podcast and said, I am drinking the Alanis Smith Kool-Aid, man. Like mm-hmm. when you were seeing what she was able to do in Poland and there was, I, did, I didn't see a ton of film, but th- what I was able to see, I really thought I saw a player that has really matured since she had been, you know, when she first got drafted in what, like 2018 or whatever it was. And what she's been able to provide to this offense, I mean, she's been everything the Sky hoped for when they guaranteed her a spot on this roster before they even saw her play in the WNBA uh, in James Wade's system, I should say. And she's been great for them. I think she, this. I think she is like first with the Sky when it comes to the team's offensive rating with her on the court versus like what it's like with her off of the floor. And I think yeah, in she, relation to, by the way, in relation to the the Kalia stats I've mentioned, she's operating at 1.211 points per possession overall offense, which is magnificent. She's been highly, really, really efficient. Absolutely. And I don't even think that Alana necessarily expected to be thrusted into this role of being like the like one of the five starters on this team or even one of the five closers on this team, I should say, with Isabel Harrison being out pretty much for the entire season. If I had if I had to guess, like James Wade said the other day, that he doesn't expect her to be contributing anytime soon. Um, mm-hmm. Don't really expect her to be contributing this season, honestly. But Alana Smith has really provided a lift for this offense. And even if it's just like operating out of double drags and she pops out to the perimeter, she's been deadly from beyond the arc this year. I mean, she's hitting at a career high three-point percentage this year, three-point rate, I should say. And even on catch-and-shoot attempts, She's shooting 42.5% on 40 attempts this year. Like that is really stellar. And when you look at the loss of a studio fall, who I thought was actually going to be someone that was going to be important for the sky's front court this year. And just given how much she's able to provide, even from a stretchability standpoint, Atlanta Smith's role was going to, she was going to be so important for this offense heading into the year. And she's been everything for the sky. I haven't, she's also, so such a really like she's a great person love that like competitive fire that she brings on the court and then when you talk to her off of it she's like the nicest person so it's been great to cover Atlanta this year and I'm sure Sky fans are just so happy to have her on the squad a question yeah. on Atlanta one thing that I've loved about her is it seems like she has no fear in terms of who she's going up against when she like drove on Brianna Stewart, I lost my mind. I was so happy. And like, she'll take it to anyone if she wants to. Have you ever, have you asked or heard anything about like her 
approach to the game and whether or not she's facing a superstar on the court on the other side when she's defending? I haven't asked her that specifically. I do know, though, like going into training camp, one thing that she told me on like the first day of camp was like her confidence is at an all time high compared to where it was even a couple years ago. And that I think it's so crazy when we look at the WNBA, just how important it is just to find a team and coach that just believes in you like that can't I know it sounds so simple but when we look at just across the league even someone like Mariah Jefferson for example like someone in Dallas who was literally let go with a a 100k plus contract and then finds her way to Minnesota and then obviously now she's on this big contract but with the Mercury but it's like Mariah Jefferson found a system and an organization that believed in her and she was able to produce last year because of it and that's kind of how it's been a really interesting journey for Atlanta Smith, who a lot of people ripped the sky for, uh, for, you know, signing her at, and guaranteeing a spot on the roster. And I think it just says a lot about her for her, be able to like play freely um, and not think about like going up against a Brianna Stewart. You know, you never want to show any type of weakness that you have when you go up against a player like a Brianna Stewart, but her confidence is at an all time high. And I think, when you have that, you're not really thinking about who you're playing against. You're just focusing on dominating them. Plus, she's Australian, which naturally has really <laughs> fearless people. Once you've been punched in the face by a kangaroo, that's you know, it. Once you've been no punched in the face, no one scares you. I couldn't believe that the other day. That was the most bizarre <laughs> sky presser I've ever been a part of, and there's been some wacky one so yeah that was that was wild i think we went this the first five minutes of the press conference was just talking about kangaroos couldn't believe it <laughs> now you have a question for sandy brandello when she comes into town yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got a question Go for yeah. it, MJ. what do you because we we had our point guard discussion uh on last week's pod what do you make of courtney williams being <laughs> arguably or at least statistically your de facto point guard and she even looks like it like at moments she stops like she's she seems to have more pace this year and and she doesn't just go as headstrong as she used to kind of be like KC in a sense like just come drive pull up you know do whatever she wants but she actually second I won't even say second guesses herself it's just like she's actually embodying what a point guard is at least when I watch her right now uh, what do you make of her being basically what I would believe is you guys point guard for the Chicago sky? For sure. I mean, Courtney Williams has been, honestly, I was so wrong about the sky acquiring her this off season. I really, I didn't quite understand the offensive fit next to Kalia copper when they signed her, but the sky are not in the position they are right now, even at five and five, like they're, they don't win a lot of those close games and even come back against New York without the poise that Courtney Williams provided. And I know what the analytics people are going to say about Courtney Williams. And I'm again, I'm, I'm in that community, but when I look at Courtney Williams and just the, the poise that she's brought to this team and when things are going awry on the offensive end, Courtney Williams has kind of been the player, the sky have turned to late in the shot clock or even late in games. And so obviously from a scoring perspective, Courtney's honestly just her, <laughs> taking those long mid-range shots that she's had in the in the past and relied on heavily. Um, she led the league last year in 191 long mid-range attempts, which 
PBP stats qualifies as shots taken from, I think it's like 14 feet out to the perimeter. So she's cut down on those shots a little bit compared to where she was at last year with Connecticut. Now she's taking more threes and hitting them at a respectable rate. So, um, you know, it's been interesting because she, she also has like led the team in assists and, I kind of thought Marina Mabry would be the quote-unquote prototypical point guard for this team. Yes, that's what I thought. (laughs) But at the same time, I think just given like how the Sky run their offense and like if they're going four one out, like four out one in, and I mean Marina Mabry could start off with the ball, but the way that she's used off the ball to me is I think uh, there's a lot more playmaking opportunities in there than doing what we've seen like or like seeing what we've seen in Chicago before with Courtney Van- Vandersloot who just runs a ton of pick and roll and picks apart picks apart the defense i mean um i don't know like i've i've real i've been i've really liked what i've seen from Courtney Williams from like again just her being so composed when the sky need her to be but also be a killer when they need her to be as well and i don't really think the team necessarily needs a prototypical point guard but they do still need to figure out things from in terms of creating space for one another. I think the I do think there's probably going to be an emphasis on that when we go see what this like, you know, when we see the sky face the fever again this coming Thursday. What do you think is, no. is their <laughs> ideal uh, half court lineup? Uh, like your f- final shot. We asked this about uh, to Kayla about the Connecticut Sun as well. You got a half court possession. You're going for a final shot. Who are your five out there? Wow, that's a that's a tough question. Um, I think it would probably be off the top of my head. Oh God, okay. So I, I would <laughs> probably say it would be Marina, Dana, Kalia Copper, Courtney Williams, and Alana Smith. I personally like them going small. I do think that there have been times where that has really worked out well for them. And if we're talking about just offense right here i do think the shot making between those five would be if we're, if they're running like a similar ato like they did at the end of the at the end of the fourth quarter against the fever the other day i'd probably say those four just given okay. i liked what i've seen from dana evans enough offensively especially this year where i think that would make a lot of sense but how about you what do you all think would be the the ideals the closing five for the sky uh, I'll, I'll I'll let Becky start with this one. <laughs> I probably agree with you. Um, I do think maybe it depends on if you need a two or a three, um, mm-hmm. just because Elizabeth Williams has been a pretty successful in terms of at least getting the rebound. I feel like she's missed a lot of shots at the rim that I think you should be able to make. Um, but yeah, I like having data in at the end of game situations. Um, yeah. How about everyone else? Is Robin Robin Parks is supposed to be a three point specialist, right? Uh yeah. I mean, I guess I think she's yeah fits that mold of like a three and D player that we've seen more on the NBA side. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think you're spot on with that. I think I think that would be like the only change that I would potentially make if you specifically needed a three. That I would I would find a spot for her. That's about it. I think that's the only change. By the way, speaking of Courtney, real quick, um, yeah. As you mentioned, from uh, sixteen. Uh, feet out to the three-point line. Uh, she has a career career low percentage of field goals from that distance, twenty nine point five, and her previous was like way back in twenty nineteen with at thirty four point two. It's been up above. It was forty five percent with Atlanta, thirty eight point five percent last year, and uh, 
increase much increased her three-point rate is way higher than it has ever been almost double or more 30.5 percent from three so uh mj uh well how about your answer to this question for for the five on the floor are we are we uh doing this from a full health standpoint (laughs) oh you want to want to put izzy out there (laughs) no i mean I, i mean yeah (laughs) <laughs> and i might if are you gonna make I, a trade if 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 Mar- <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> you know you know how i am though yeah, i do that's why i asked <laughs> i'll do it in a second um <laughs> even though i wouldn't mind hanshu over there but um <clears throat> uh, <laughs> we are we are the free for the free hanshu tribe in chicago is our chosen protocol yes, for her <laughs> please god but oh um, my god that would be so fun Right? Yeah, it it would, and it would we're, it would help for the manifestation station. We're trying to make it happen for you guys. Right? Let them know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, full health definitely uh Izzy in that lineup. Izzy with Elizabeth, and I know everybody's like, oh, Marina can't guard. Okay, cool. So let it be. Well, you're on offense, Gordon. so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> oh, we're on offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I would not put her I out mean, there for defense. I guess it's another question we can ask, but but uh, I'll I'll save it. Um, I thought we just said a closing lineup. Yeah. Well, why not? Let's 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 ask it since uh, that's a, that's a good question to have. Who, who's your best defensive unit out there? Yeah, I would just uh, put I would put Izzy out there, but then that's like uh, offense. But it would be Izzy, uh, Liz. It would be Dana Evans over Marina, and then mm-hmm. Courtney and KC, and you could put all three of them. Well, if you're adding if you're adding injured players guard. like Rebecca, has to be out there. I mean, if assuming, but like currently, oh, yeah, current lineup, uh, James. James, uh, who would uh, you who would you have out there on defense? final possession it would definitely dana has to be out there she has been one of the best perimeter defenders in the what league. what a turnaround yeah. for her yes on that i appreciate end. you saying that because yeah. i think there's a lot of sky fans out there who just think dana be, being the beast that she has been this year an expanded role that she didn't have before was always like this and what I, well, I, yeah what i would would i i clarified her as a target last year would, would that would you consider that to be accurate I think, especially off the ball, yeah, I do think that teams definitely targeted her, targeted her in the half court a lot mm-hmm. last, like in not even just last year, but in 2021. That's why they had a platoon at the backup point guard with Lexi Brown and Dana because Dana could be the spark plug offensively. But there were times where, you know, it was a little bit tough defensively, and I think it's honestly when I see Sky fans talk about how. Dana has just always been this player. I find that to be so disingenuous or not disingenuous, but also just like, I, I think they don't understand the hard work that she put in this off season. And it like almost discredits that hard work that she's put in because the, the muscle that she's added. That's like, right. She's swole. She's swole, man. And <laughs> I have been so impressed with how she's been able to, really battle both offensively and defensively from a physicality standpoint. So um, in terms of the the prompt though, of like the, if I want a stop on the defensive end in the waning seconds of a game, what, what lineup I would use, I mean, it would definitely be Dana, Courtney, Kalia. I would have to say Alana Smith and Elizabeth Williams and Alana okay. Smith. I think, yeah, had, I think Alana's been pretty tight on that end as well. She has been, especially one-on-one. I don't have like advanced stats to back this up because the WNBA needs to do better in terms of <laughs> providing those advanced stats on the defensive I mean, end, especially. But get some, get I, some second spectrum in here or or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. 
God, or cleaning the glass. Someone just yeah. needs to step up already. But um, I have loved what I've seen from Alanda Smith one-on-one. So I think that she would have to be in that. I would say that she would be in that defensive lineup for me. Okay, cool. Uh, Becky, do you have any final questions on the sky? Let's go with what we asked Kayla. Okay. If the sky to, were to win every postseason award, okay, this is a good one. I like who this. would all nice. the, who would all the winners be? Like postseason award or like regular? Yeah, yeah, we're like oh, regular season your MVP, award. Sorry, end of season awards. Your sixth yeah. player, et cetera. This is oh wow! That I'm well, I'm going to pull up the roster because that, <laughs> hey, you don't want to get this right. You, you don't have to no. go into all Chicago Sky team and second team. You don't have to go that far, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think based on the injuries, I don't think they could even come up with the second team this year. Right. Um, so let's just start with the obvious one. Sixth woman of the year is Dana Evans. I think that she's someone that could easily win it this year league wide. I mean, she's obviously the the skies you know, six woman of the year this year. So, mm-hmm. or I should say six player of the year this year. She's, so. she's probably in contention league wide for that award as well. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say Elizabeth Williams, it would be the defensive player of the year for the sky. Mm-hmm. She has been unbelievable on that end of the floor and quite honestly has been slept on as one of the most dominant rim protectors in WNBA history. When you look at the stats. So yeah, I, would probably have her as DPOI most improved Alana Smith for all the reasons that we've outlined. I mean, someone that was literally just kind of pigeonholed as a shooter from beyond the arc. Um, she's, I think she's locking that award up to be yeah. honest with you. Really amazing. Absolutely. I'm, I'm honestly curious to see like how Shakira Austin maybe pushes Alana Smith. Mm. But if you look at Alana Smith's entire, like how important her role has been for this, the sky. I think that does kind of factor into these things. So I would say Alana is probably most improved player mm. MVP. Oh God. Oh, uh-huh. let's hear it. <laughs> you know, I'm still going with Kalia copper for what, okay. she does <laughs> off, what she does off the ball defensively is something that very few players in this league are able to do. And she's the number one scoring option for that team. She, look, she probably, that that scoring number or that scoring rate that she's at right now, I do expect it to climb a little bit more as we progress this season. So I'll put her as the MVP. Okay. Um, Coach of the year, uh, <laughs> Emery Vontan-Sever. Um, no, uh, I'm, trying, I'm just going through these awards in my head right now. I, I forget, who, what am I missing? Most um, there's a rookie of the year. I don't know. Do you have any uh, full-on rookies? I guess um, uh, multiple rookies. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, um, I guess Niara is in. Or we, we you do have Robin. Farr, well, we so have Sika. We have Robin Park, and then Mo Birch is actually a rookie, right? No, yeah. I think she gets. Has she played before? Here, she was drafted right by the Wings in, I believe, 2019. Yeah, and... this is her first. Uh, I don't think she's full... ever played. Correct. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is it. First regular um, season game. I would say Morgan Birch, despite it being limited time. Like I have loved the minutes that I've seen out of her. She's man. I really think that she could be a build like a piece for this sky team moving forward. She's a reserve free agent next year. So I'll be curious to see like, you know, what opportunity she gets outside of the sky. But I think they're, that's a player that they're going to want to have on the roster. And I think that should round out for all, all the ones that, um, you know, that I can, 
just okay. with the sky. I will say, I do think Kalia Copper has a chance at making first team all WNBA this year if things start to pick up towards the end of the year. Um, I don't think people, when especially when they vote for these awards, they typically ju- just look at the raw stats. And um, I think her her three point rate just being as high as it's been in a long time and her not just sh- making threes in the corner. Like I think corner three caught, I'm surprised never caught on because her percentages throughout her career from the right and left corner have actually like steadily gone up. And now she's hitting them from everywhere on the floor, like from everywhere um, from beyond the arc. So just look out for Kalia Copper to make that late case for being a first team, all WNBA player. Okay. All right. We're going to bookmark that prediction. All right. And, <laughs> Finally, so we have we are the sixth podcast of the year and we love our bench players. So every week we go through and we, we highlight a uh, a bench performance of the week among us. Um, we each have our our, you know, our candidates and then we put about put it out in a poll for the for the Twitter feed and let people vote to to pick their bench player of the week. Uh, I did tell you about this. Did you did you come up with a candidate for for this week? I did. No. So I don't know, know who it, it is. <laughs> I well, have, hang on. I no, have we know. Haley Jones and what she did against New York the other day, which was nice. seven, six, what? seven, six, and five the other day. Look, I was going to pick Dana, but I'm like, I'm going to talk. Yeah. So I th- but I, I feel like I've talked so much about this guy already here. So I'm like, I wanted to pick someone outside of Chicago because it's so fun to talk about other people outside of this team that I'm, you know, already think about 24 seven, but I mean, I, I was going to pick Dana, but you know, I kind of just liked what I saw from Haley Jones the other day. I mean, she got, I think her first starting nod, I believe what was it last night, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I really liked what I've seen from Haley Jones and uh, was excited to see what she did against the Liberty. Okay. So there we go. We got, nice. we got one, uh, one vote for Haley Jones. Uh, Becky, I'm sure you have a list, so let's start going through them. <laughs> I was going to leave it to James to discuss Dana's performance against <laughs> well, the Indiana Fever, <laughs> but I could, I could step now? into that role. Yeah, she's off the, he's off the bench. It's the bench performance. Yeah. I guess her- from this entire past week. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I just want to say, I just want to <laughs> say, boo, if you, no, boo. You, James, you I thought it go didn't ahead. qualify. I thought James, it James is uh, James is our, our most cursingest guest that we've had out of the two. <laughs> by the way, I, don't, I do like. <laughs> I didn't think that, that performance you. against Indiana qualified. Which yeah, it does it's qualify. From, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. As long as it happened after last Monday when we we record, then it's all good. Oh um, well, then that I mean that's got to be the one because what she did was on both ends of the floor was electrifying and actually definitely was better than what Haley Jones did the other night against New York. But that All was right. definitely- so you're, you're changing your vote. Oh yeah, that is <laughs> okay. Yeah, Fair sure. enough. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that was what twenty points on eight to sixteen shooting, seven assists, three, uh, three steals. steals. Yeah, three steals. nice. And it was just it. like you saw it on the court. Like yep. she was mad. just. It was big time. <laughs> I actually, I have to say, I brought uh, some friends to that game, including my friend who's a Louisville fan, and Dana Evans is his favorite player. So Aww. this was just like a dream come true for him. It was like the Dana Evans game. We were all alive. Right. Y'all okay, going on my team got. right now. Just the second time. <laughs> I said boo to James earlier going into the Indiana thing, and now y'all crapping on Indiana some more. <laughs> I'm just being biased, James. <laughs> my bad. All right. So uh, my Becky, ones Becky. I prepared that weren't okay. Dana Evans. Gotta mm-hmm. say, shout out to Odyssey Sims. We talked about the Ooh. point guard crisis last week. 
mm-hmm. and how hard it is to be a point guard in this league. And she jumped into a new team and then started averaging seven assists off the bench. Pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, and um, eight and eight against uh, the New York Liberty. Eight points yeah. and assists. Um, Shook Sutton also always on the list. I realize I did not actually write down. Her uh, she started two games now. She started they, they two games, in. but her one game off the bench, I think she had like seven or eight assists plus a bunch of rebounds. Not a lot of points, but yeah, four you know, points, earned. eight assists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. called it. Um, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, let, uh, if DT would let her do her thing. <laughs> and then, of course, we have to shout out my girl Maddie Seagrass. Hey, um, hey. I think she's just looking a lot better out there, just looking more comfortable, less kind of frantic and nervous. But she dropped 14 points, eight rebounds on six for nine shooting against Phoenix. Very, very solid performance and had a pretty good game. Um, her other game where her everyone from Gypsy was there, apparently. Um, Gert, where was Gert? Yeah. <laughs> And then my nominee, <laughs> if it's not Dana, is going to be Jordan Horston. She had a start this oh, week, oh, nice. but averaged 12 choice. points, eight rebounds, three steals. Nice. All right. And her game's off the bench. Great job. Okay. Who well, you got, MJ? Becky took my pick. Oh, okay. Who was it? <laughs> uh, Jordan Horston. I was just going to okay. be Okay. I'll vote for Maddie everybody. instead. You can All right. Maddie, we got Maddie. We got Jordan. Uh, and we got Dana. We got there. Dana. All right. I'm just going to, yeah. against my team, I, y'all forgot about this. I can't believe it. Rebecca Allen. No, I got Rebecca Allen points, on my list. 8, 11, eight of list. 11, 6 of 7 from 3, 5 rebounds. Uh, I hated it. I hated every second of it, so it was good. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I just want to shout out, She, I guess she's not making our list here, but Ty Harris had a really freaking good game yeah. against Atlanta. Uh, 15 on 6 of 9. Um, he just Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was good stuff. Yeah, it was. Right. So much uh, James, uh, yeah. what do you got going on right now? What do I, right now we're recording a podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was about, just gonna say, uh, like, uh, yeah, media stuff, any, any, anything that people can look for you. Oh, yeah. from that perspective, sure. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. No, I'm exhausted right now. Um, I have something coming for the next hoops tomorrow about just it's a sky notebook piece. Um, just some observations that I've had and t- building off a little bit of what I've talked about with Alana Smith tonight with you all. Um. I'm sure we'll be. I think Chris and I are planning on recording tomorrow for the Skyhook podcast. Um, yeah. You, if you all are Sky fans out there, I mean, definitely give us a listen. We ramble about the team for like an hour each week, so definitely check that out. But um, we love the Skyhook on here, right? Yeah. That is. <laughs> I'm speaking for my yes. co-hosts. We love it. <laughs> oh, we do. Uh, the Skyhook yes, Pod on Twitter is is where you can find it there. I appreciate you guys listening. I mean, I, I've always wanted to meet our listener, and I've I can't believe it's happening right now on the show. So appreciate it. Now, if you want, if you want to invite us on, you know, we're always up for oh, <laughs> you look, throwing it out there. Look, just throwing it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Robo Coco, <laughs> by far the best WNBA Twitter account that's out there. Oh um, yes, I, uh, <laughs> I can't so tell you how much I'll. I, I'll actually like audibly laugh out loud at some of the tweets that you have. It kills me. So happy to either have you all on the podcast on for the Skyhook or um yeah, you're for us to come back out at some point. Hopefully we can get Chris on here too. Let's get Chris on here. Yeah. yeah. Tell him to free up a Monday. Let's get him on here. He's a busy guy. Yeah, we could do that. He's a busy I know that. We we'll be pencil in some time. He's, put, uh, put he's big time in us now. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him how much fun you had. I will. I absolutely will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw out one last question. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
we did a pod and we talked about who the top four teams would be closing out for the year. And you, I know you said the the sky are top five. So who are the other four? Is it obvious? I don't know if it's obvious yet. I do. I do feel really obviously anyone who isn't feeling strongly about the aces. I mean, I they probably should stop analyzing basketball. Um, <laughs> I obviously they're the clear number one. This, I, I, I spilled some champagne. Give me just a second. Yeah, yes. I was about to mention champagne. <laughs> I've been interrupting so um, much though. I don't want to make snap ups. <laughs> Yeah, but better put yeah. that one on ice. That's going to mm. last you a bit. Um, I so I would say the Aces to me are the clear cut team in the W. Even though the Connecticut Sun have surprised me a little bit so far, not because I do like I love the talent they had going into the year, but I am a little worried about them from a durability standpoint. When you look at Tip and when you look at Rebecca Allen, but I've been so pleasantly surprised to see that like both of those players look like they're playing at peak level right now. I mean Rebecca Allen. After all that she's been through, after I think she was dropped by her overseas team earlier this offseason because she was having... Yeah, she had a rib injury, too, uh, which was like looked really serious. And, yeah, and I thought it was even... Just like made it back onto the court for training camp. Yeah, I thought it was like even a lung thing, too, which... Yeah, like, it might have been. Talking about endurance, it's like, wow. I mean, to see her have the performance she had the other night where... You know, in the first few games of the season, she started off a little slow offensively, but she was still playing some like hard-nosed defense, trying on every possession, and that energy was there. And we know what she can do from a shooting perspective. So to see her have the performance she had the other night, I mean, so happy for her. But in terms of, the again, the top four teams, Aces, Liberty, Sun. Probably the Mystics, maybe No, snap, let them say. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that – I do – think that Dallas actually has the potential and I was so nice heading into this year I really was I didn't quite understand how all the offensive pieces were going to fit together but if Arike Gumbawale is going to you know shoot efficiently you know in the way that like I think that she has matured a little bit more offensively and I know I think that if you looked at the numbers I haven't looked at them in a couple of days but if you looked at the numbers they'd probably say that she's probably still where she's at from like previous years from an efficiency standpoint. Uh she is currently just above average in points per possession. Yeah, like I, I've seen growth from her where I do think that at the rest of the team and they they've looked much more cohesive than I thought they would. Let's just say that. Um I'm still curious to see how it works spacing wise with Veronica Burton playing as many minutes as she has, but um just not really being someone that teams are really scared of from beyond the arc, but I do like what I've seen from Dallas so far, especially when they get Tierra McCowan back. Again, someone that's just going to bring some much-needed secondary playmaking to that offense. But uh, I would only say we got to see them against some stronger competition. They, they have one of the weaker schedules right now that have been going, so we got to see how they how they match up. Completely agree with you on that, and yep. I just think that Washington's going to figure this thing out. I I, I don't have a lot of. <laughs> evidence to support that from an offensive standpoint um other than that they're they're they're, they're better they should be right with cloud and, and atkins especially atkins has has not looked as good as she has in recent years yeah. and i think that ends up figuring itself out i think Brittany sykes after what we saw from her in game one i think that she's still figuring things out offensively mm. and uh they have the best defense in the league in my opinion so i really do think that when we look at this Mystics team closer to the end of August, that it's going to look much different. But 
I think this guy are right up there if they can stay healthy. Um, I think it's still a big if at this point, but we've seen them push the limits to some of these upper echelon teams. And I think that counts more than what it looks like, you know, in the standings right now, or even from what PVP stats would have. So I I'm curious. We just got to let this season continue to play out. Uh, Well, yeah, simple rating system basically just says it's a mess. And like uh, everybody, uh, Washington, Chicago, Dallas, uh, the Sparks, and even the Dream are all pretty much in the same kludge of teams like vying. You could could see any of them finishing third uh, or fourth, rather, and then you could see them finishing eighth or ninth. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that's what's so great about this season, though, is that the second tier of the WNBA is so big that you even see teams like Seattle. <laughs> I have no idea what to make of goddamn Seattle, man. I just can't believe what I watch anytime I go back, you know, I'll have my cup of coffee and watch a couple of league pass games. And Seattle is just so funny to me. But anyone can just come up and punch you in the mouth in this mm-hmm. league this year, even like a team like the Lynx. Like when you have someone like Nafisa Collier you know, playing it the way that she is. I mean, there's just no easy wins in this league. And I don't think we can necessarily say that about previous years, at least since I've been covering uh, the WNBA. Yeah. Will, yeah, a lot of parodies this year. I will say the storm look interesting with, uh, as he bringing the ball up. Yeah, yeah. They, they are fun. And if, if they figure it out with her doing that, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. I love, I'm, I'm digging Jade Melbourne, digging Jordan Horston. Yeah. I love Jordan. Me too. I th- I picked her as my dark horse six woman of the year this or not six woman of the year. Uh, I picked her as my dark horse rookie of the year this year, and I am curious to see how the rest of the year plays out for her because she deserves an expanded role with that team right now. I think they should be exploring what Jordan Hurston could look like as she progresses in her WNBA career. Uh, that one game against the Sparks with the the jewel the jewel Jordan pick and roll was looked like they really were onto something. Oh, yeah. That looked fantastic. All right. Uh, yeah, cool. Hey, we discussed other teams. Awesome. A little bonus content for everybody <laughs> out there. Uh, thank you all for joining. James, thank you for joining us. This is awesome. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. Uh, happy to join anytime you guys need me. So, so I'm sure we, we were going to come around to discussing the sky again. So we will reach yeah, out to you. Yeah, once the sky make the play- playoffs, the semis, you know, we're going to need you. Yeah, yeah. Once they, you know, they they after their first seven wins in the playoffs, we'll we'll have you back on. To... <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Uh, so yeah, um, thanks so much, and all you out there, thank you for tuning in. This has been the sixth podcast of the year, Chicago Sky Edition, for yes, our guest James K, for Rebel Coco, MJ Tolliver, and for myself, Snap Wilson. Uh, We will see you all next week. Be good to each other. Peace out. Peace out. Goodbye.